I'm Claire Liu and I'm the CEO of New Year Company and today I've got a really special guest. We have here Ben Congleton who is the CEO of Olark, a chat messaging service for businesses which if you don't use you might want to look into it. We're actually happy customers at New Year Company. I don't know if you knew that Ben <laughs> but um, yeah. I did but that is fantastic. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, Ben and I met maybe a year and a half ago. We spoke on the same panel at a conference. I've always just really admired the way you know you thought about growing Olark. Um, it's now 40 people. And I mean, most recently, what's been really interesting is Ben had a email that went viral. And so <laughs> um, we may end up talking about this, may not. But for those of you watching, uh, one of his employees had sent him an email asking for a mental health day off to maybe, um, you know, cope with some anxiety. And Ben's response to the email essentially went viral. So I'm not going to give any more away. You can look it up. It's actually, it was one of the links I posted in our in our newsletter, I think in issue one or two. So you can check that out. Um, no, and you guys at Erlark, you're doing a lot of fun stuff. I know you rolled out a new Slack integration, so been busy. So thanks so much for your time. Excited for you to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to get the chance to chat, Claire. Awesome. Ben, I've got this one question for you, all right, that I've been asking a lot of leaders lately, which is what's one thing you wish you would have learned earlier as a leader? I think to me, it really comes down to self-awareness. I think that a lot of leaders think, you know, there's a lot like, you know, they want to motivate people or they want to, you know, build really strong teams or they want to, uh, you know, have some some trick for BD or something like that. But for me, I think the number one important lesson to learn is just the importance of self-awareness. Yes. And when I say that, I mean, like understanding your mental state, like where you're at when you enter the conversation. Uh one thing that a friend of mine uh, once told me is like, like college, what's really important is you get the assignment done and you like turn it on time. And I think that like in leadership and in business, what's more important is that you're able to bring your full self to the task at hand. Hmm. And so that means like taking the time to prepare before going into something like so, you know, whether that be to like take a deep breath and just sort of step back from, you know, some baggage or that previous conversation you just had and walk into that new situation like with a clear head mm -hmm. or knowing that you can't do that and, and putting it on yourself to tell the other people in that situation, like, Hey, my kid is sick. Like I, you know, spent all day rushing around this morning and like, really like I'm not in a good position to have this conversation right mm. now to me, like, like sort of getting to the point where you could like know yourself well enough to know, like when you're energized, when you're de-energized, know where you're weak to know where you're strong, to know where you need help. That gives you a position where you can start growing yourself. Right. So there's hmm. this uh, lady named Carol uh, Dweck who has this hmm. great yep. idea of like a growth versus the fixed mindset. Yes. And I think for the longest time, at least when I was first getting off, I was like starting Olark. A lot of times I would react to feedback in a very like fixed mindset way. And that means basically when people would give me criticism, I would look at it as an opportunity to defend my point of view, defend where I was coming from, to try to convince them that my of my approach. Yep. And not really looking at it as an opportunity to grow, an mm. opportunity that they are giving me a gift of this feedback. Like they don't have to say anything. They're giving me this gift. And I want to understand where it's coming from. And I want to understand like how I can take some of this information and use it to sort of improve myself to you know improve my approaches to situations mm -hmm. and to, and to grow. I wish I could go back to the beginning 
tell early Ben, you know, the three people in the house, like we're just starting this company. Like, yeah. hey, growth versus fixed mindset. Yeah. Understand when you're in it. <laughs> and if you find yourself getting defensive, it probably means that, you know, there could be something like you probably are not in the right mental state to receive that feedback right now. Mm-hmm. And so you can tell someone that. Or, you know, if you find yourself getting defensive, take the time to write it down, try to understand what's going on in your head, try to understand why you feel this way, Mm -hmm. and really try to grow from it. So that's that's my one lesson for you is just, you know, understand yourself and understand what energizes you and understand what causes you to uh, have lower energy and just continuously try to improve. Yes. I was just nodding my head throughout the entire thing you were saying, Ben, because, um, yeah, I mean, I think it strikes probably so, uh, a chord with so many of the folks who are, who are watching this of that lack of self-awareness contributes to so many sort of miscommunication, angry blowups, uh, you know, conflict and tension, and sometimes just bad decisions because you're reacting to uh, sort of, you know, the, the mental state that you're in versus maybe seeing something for what it actually is and being self-aware enough to, to see that. So I, I love I love that you shared that. I'm curious, you, uh, I mean, you alluded to, you know, saying, I, I wish I could go back, you know, to ear- the early days, right? Sure. And, yeah. and, and sit, sit young men down and, and tell them these things. I mean, so, <laughs> so talk to me about, like, was there something in particular, like particular moments or, you know, something that happened in those early days where you went, Oh yeah, that happened because you know the self awareness wasn't there like it should have been. I, I think that you know in the early days of Olark, I did a really good job growing in so many ways, mm-hmm. but I don't think that I grew as much on sort of the interpersonal level as I probably could have mm-hmm. had I been better at receiving feedback and had I been better at sort of understanding the mental state I was in. So I think like when you're like four guys working out of like like living and working together in a small house, like we had, yeah cats my girlfriend moved in like it was, was there's a lot going on and you know it's pretty intense and i think that helped me build strong bonds with my co-founders but i think at the same time there were situations that that i think if i had been a little bit mature more mature as a leader or if i, I understood my limitations more where they could have been handled or situations could have been handled mm-hmm. better so things like like Without going into really any examples at all, sorry, but like you know, like HR level issues, hiring decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember uh, there was at one point where I was trying to resolve a conflict between two employees, and I just like was really just like this is the last thing on my to do list. I just need to get this done, and then I can like hop on a plane and go like see my family or mm-hmm. something like that. And just situations like that, where if you really are more self-aware and are able to understand yourself, understand what you're going through. Yep. You can sort of head off some of the situations before they happen. Even if something yep. as simple as like, Oh, like, man, I, I like hate when that person does this <laughs> and being aware that your, your emotions are real, right? That yes. that feeling of, Oh, why does this happen? Just in any situation, right? Like, like that is a real emotion that you are feeling. You yes. feel this way. Now, does the other person on the other end feel the same as you? Like, you know, are their life experiences the same as yours? Well, odds are no, right? Mm-hmm. Like, every person is different. Every person is motivated by different things. I think if you start off with, you know, situations like our core values that we put in place many, many years ago, uh, one of our, our first core values was assume good faith. Mm-hmm. And yes, so you can assume good faith. And I think that is a really, really great situ- place to start. But if you understand what's going on inside of yourself, it makes it a lot easier to move past just assuming good faith and kind of take it to the next step of really yes. practicing empathy and understanding what's going on with that person, understanding what's going on with you and being able to 
uh, resolve issues. And I would say that, you know, on many, many levels, like kind of like when you're three people, you're really just like building a product, right? You're trying to get something out there, trying to build a company that just exists. And when you're 40 people, you're really trying to take what you've built and scale it. And mm-hmm. so uh, really what you're doing is you're trying to like empower this team of really, you know, amazing people you brought together to do something that none of them could do on their own. And none of them could do inside other organizations. So to me, that's, you know, that's a change in what your role is as a leader. And it's really about, you know, motivating and inspiring and, and help people bring their whole selves to work. And I like mm-hmm. this you know, story that, that you alluded to before is part of what my role has become. In the early days, yes. it's like problem solver of every problem that you could possibly have. And now it's more like helping point us in the right direction and make mm-hmm. sure that that is, you know, really inspired and excited to go where we're trying to go and that they have the support from the organization to move as much of the annoying stuff out of the way so they can just focus on, mm-hmm. on doing what they're really good at. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, so many founders and CEOs and such can relate to feeling that role change and feeling like, okay, I used to do everything feeling, you know, I, I, I I'm the doer. And now, you know, I, I don't really talk to customers. I don't really, you know, build the product, touch the product and, and it changes. And so I think that self-awareness becomes even more important as you manage those relationships and your role becomes more about communication and direction and vision. So, and I think actually, yeah. you know, the other thing that feeds in there very strongly is just that you as a founder, as a CEO or whatever, like, mm-hmm. You have a lot of power in defining what your role is. Yes. So just because you, you know, read in the book that a CEO should have to do these like five things or something like yeah. that, you don't necessarily have to do those five things yourself, right? You mm-hmm. can have other people in your team that bring strengths to the table that are better than you at things. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that I've realized like through my own growth of just that, you know, my co-founder Matt, he's, he's really, really good at organizing our executive team. He's mm-hmm. far better than I am. Yep. And you know, his, his role as COO. And, you know, I think that feeds in nicely there. But I think like, as you as you build that company out, like understanding where you're strong and understanding where you're weak, and really trying to surround yourself with people that are better than you mm-hmm. at the things that, uh, that you're weak at is, first of all, it removes a ton of stress of just being <laughs> a leader. And yes. it also just increases the performance of your team. So it, it that's been a transition that's happened at Olark over the last like couple of years. And it's just been incredibly, incredibly powerful. And, Absolutely. And a ton of Absolutely. So with this self-awareness, Ben, what do you do then sort of week by week, day by day, you know, these days to yeah. center, ground yourself. I'm, I'm taking notes here, you know, like yeah, what, yeah. What, what can you share with us? to What, what to kind of got over the edge? I mean, like, honestly, <laughs> I think, you know, uh, I've had these like little, like people are like, Oh Ben, you should read this book. And there's a book called like leadership and self-deception. There's another called like the five dysfunctions of a team. And, yep. you know, I read these books and I was like, Oh, these books are great. They talk about <laughs> self-awareness. They're so meaningful. Right. <laughs> and then move on day to day back oh, totally. to work. Do, yep. do, do. And, uh, you know, I have my whole management team read these books. So, but like, still, like, I think what really pushed me over the edge, and I'm, hmm. this is just probably more telling about me than is any, anything else, but I, I like got an exec coach. Like, I decided, like, I had gotten feedback from, you know, one of our managers said, like, hey, Ben, I think you'd really benefit from having uh, an executive coach. I had a really good friend of mine who had been going to executive coaching and, it just taught me about how meaningful it was. Yep. And I was like, okay, fine, I'll, I'll give this, I'll give a shot. Absolutely. And went out and interviewed a bunch of potential exec coaches. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I talked to one exec coach who was like 
Lyft's executive team's <laughs> exec coach. And he was so good, but so expensive. <laughs> like, I guess I understand why it costs so much to have a coach that's yeah. good. But let me see if I can find someone I can afford. Right. So I, went, <laughs> yeah. I, I talked to more people. And that helped me have like a good upper bound for how good it was. And the way mm-hmm. I actually got that guy's name is I reached out to some friends and I said, who's the best exec coach yeah. you know, right? And so I think like Andrew Warner pointed me in the direction of this guy. And there's an organization in San Francisco called Innerspace where they have uh, this guy named uh, Joe, who's a founder of, uh, of Flickster, now runs this nonprofit trying to educate founders. And a lot of his topics are around self-awareness, good management training. Uh, and he had recommended that I talk to this guy too. And so mm-hmm. uh, that guy was fantastic, but out of my out of my price range. And I talked to a bunch of different coaches and eventually found uh, found that guy I really liked mm-hmm. uh, that I've been working with for about a little over like probably like a year and a half oh, now. Wow. There's a few benefits of, of exec coaches. Mm-hmm. One is they're kind of like an accountability partner yes. who has no stake in the game other than you, right? So, so like, you know, your co-founder could help solve part of this problem, but I think it's nice to have someone whose only job is to like force you to reflect. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that was really uh, what what I think helped me a lot was just to have this time set aside to force myself to reflect on a weekly basis because things are so busy. Oh, yeah. It was really, really easy for me to like push it off or like slide oh, into a weekend absolutely. or like want to get some other more urgent thing done. And mm-hmm. I think it really took me having this responsibility to this other person hmm. that pushed me over the edge. And so that wow. was... Uh, that helped me a lot. Um, I've also found like particular workshops that I've gone to have been really helpful. But I think it, I think a lot of it is just having that regular practice hmm. of action yep. that is that has helped me a lot. I mean, if you can figure out a way to get that without paying someone else to <laughs> do it, I keep think you on that's task. A really yeah, great, that's a really great <laughs> way of yeah. doing it. But, well, here's uh, I mean, well. absolutely. I have I have a few um, close friends who are incredible executive coaches, right? And I mean, you 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 sit down with them for for thirty minutes and you totally understand the value. So I, I'm absolutely with you there. And I think you also make such a good point then that it's the repetition, it's the practice, it's stretching the muscle, like with anything, right? that if you don't do it, if you don't try it, if you don't have a way to keep yourself accountable, you know, it's very easy to read the stuff in the books, maybe even watch stuff like this on YouTube, etc. And feel like, okay, I got it when in practice, it's always the hardest part. So thank you for sharing that. I'm always wondering sort of what is the thing that pushes, you know, different leaders over the edge into putting stuff into practice. So appreciate you sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for making the time to do this. So fun to chat with you. And yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much, Claire. This has been really fun. I'm really excited to, you know, keep watching the episodes and see where things go from here.